Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. Prices in the Vancouver real estate market are falling. Yes, you heard that correct. If you can believe it, prices in the Vancouver real estate market have started to fall. They are going down. And this likely sounds very counterintuitive to everything else you're hearing out there right now. And that's that's fair because we're just coming off of the Mar- or sorry the April stats where we're basically at record highs across the board, right? We had record high sales volume for the month. We're at currently record high sales prices through all three metrics, and that's all correct. And I think to accentuate that, you know, I was just watching global news yesterday and there was um, there was a piece on multiple offers and how crazy the real estate market is and, and how they're going to do something about multiple offers to make it a little bit more fair and transparent. And I thought to myself, you know, this multiple offers have been going on in this cycle alone for the last eight to 10 months. So if the news is really only grasping that now, it really goes to show sort of how untimely they are. And so that's a big reason why we're here today is to get super into the data. Um, the market here changes very quick, and we're super happy to get into you know sharing our, uh, this information with you because we want you to make educated decisions. And um, because we're noticing a big change here, we thought we would dedicate an entire episode to it uh, for you. Yeah, I mean, when you when you look at what's happening, um, when you look at any kind of other chart, like any kind of other investment, right? You 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 always want to. Try and assume what a price target is. You want to look at uh, the metrics in, in the market at play. You know, who's buying, how much are people buying, how often are they buying. Um, and that information starts to tell you a story about where things are either going um, and especially where they've been, right? So trying to figure out <clears throat> and trying to get ahead of the market, the curve here is what we're trying to do and show you guys what those numbers look like and why we feel the way we do. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, when we start looking at, uh, I, we should probably start at the top with activity levels because that's, I think, probably one of the best indicators as to where the market's headed, right, in any given time, whether it's going up or down. <clears throat> Excuse me. And right now, um, I believe last month, we were looking at, it was about 246 deals a day. That sound about right, Dan? Yeah, that's that's dead on. Yeah, and then down now to about 222. So it doesn't sound like a huge number, but it is down about 11%, right? And, you know, that's uh, enough for uh, a red-hot real estate market to feel um, some cooling effects, right? So, and I think that's what, what we're starting to see here. Yeah, I think for context as well, let's keep in mind, uh, March was an all-time high for any given month, uh, and that was followed with April, which was an all-time high for that month. Uh, But the caveat being here is that April did drop about 800 units in sales volume from that all-time high in March. And, you know, now we're going to drop, gosh, about another 300-ish or something. And so if you go off of that top, top that we saw in March, 
Um, May here, it's going to record a total of about um, 4,650 units for the month, but that's 22% less than just two months ago. That's what's interesting. That's what the yeah. data that we want you to get ahead of is. Yeah, that's a big number, right? Um, the other thing to think about too is, you know, the last four months was a significant rise. It, it rose quickly, right? It was kind of like the, the tail end of that run. And, you know, the news got out, um, you know, multiple offers were the norm, uh, the fear of missing out kicked in, um, and it went into overdrive, right? And a lot of people jumped in and, and, and bought. And I think, um, you know, I think we saw, the, I, 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 there's a pullback coming. There has to be. It, it, got, it just got too gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> it did happen too quick, right? I mean, yeah. if you look at if it price, uh, if, excuse me, if you look at pricing, and we're, we're going to reference HPI pricing here, you know, it was March of 2020 that the average home was a million twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, between March and December, that only went up by $20,000. It right. ended up at a million forty-seven by December. But in the next four months, between December and April, it jumped up about hundred and five grand <laughs> in four months, right? So, that's, obviously, that's unsustainable. That, well, and that's that what I... That, yeah, and, and so is the way uh, that that growth happens, right? Uh, that's also an uns- unsustainable... Uh, average to continue right people were recognizing that there was a run that was happening and they were kind of late to it if you will um and you know the price pushed like crazy in that last in that last little part of the 20 month bull run that we've seen um you know and i think now you're gonna see you're gonna see a correction there just there has to be when you look at the last 20 months of growth and where we are currently um it, it speaks to being overheated right so I think, um, and we'll get into those numbers shortly here, but we'll, we'll show you how it's, it's going to retract because you, you, once you hit the averages over the course of multiple years, you'll see that we accelerated too quickly at the end here. Yeah, good point, good point Brian. Um, okay, so we know, no, activity levels are dropping and they're dropping quickly. Um, let's look at the new listings. So yeah. similar to sales, uh, both the last two months uh, had record sales, like, sorry, listings hit the market for their respective months. Um, the pace of listings, it actually has slowed down a little bit uh, from about 397 a day to 377 a day. Uh, but let's remember, we are coming off of absolute record high new listings amount. Um, but as you can tell here, you know, that 5% drop, that is obviously far less than the activity levels yeah. that are dropping around 11% from just last month. So if the activity levels are slowing more than the listings. What's the result of that? Inventory. Higher, higher inventory. Yeah. yeah. It's your inverse relationship. So to get into that, last month ended the month at around 10,500 units actively listing, listed. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording this on May the 14th here. We're halfway through the month. That's already up another 900 units to about 11,400. Yeah, which is further going to create uh, you know, downward pressure on price. Right. Um, so, and, 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 you know, when you look that the activity levels are, are down 11% and the listing amounts down 5%, you know, uh, that inventory number is going to continue to climb and, and price will be affected as a result. Right. It's mm. just, it's inevitable. We're up already eight and a half percent in inventory over the beginning of this month. 
And, uh, you know, that trajectory has been straight up now for a couple months. And this is something to definitely pay close attention to because as inventory rises, you know, what Ryan was just talking about, that starts to change. So we saw inventory increase in March, in April, and it's going way up in May. Yeah. And then we start to see, you know, a further effect. Um, the properties that do come on the market tend to spend more time on the market because there's more of them. Buyer selections increased. The pressure is off. Um, and we, we are moving back towards a more balanced uh, marketplace, right? I mean, we're still we're still very much in a seller's market, um, but again, you know, some of that sales to active ratio is a lagging indicator, right? So we won't see those changes until the ends of the month. So uh, we can kind of predict where we think it's going, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, um, you know, the time on market is 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 going going up. There you go. So. Let's dig into that sales to active listings ratio that Ryan just talked about. Uh, Because just like almost every single uh, other number, March 2021 was a record high for that ratio as well, hitting 59%. Uh, But that dropped pretty significantly in the month of April down to 47%, right? Keeping in mind that anything above 20 is a seller's market. Uh, Halfway through May, and we're down to 40%. So it's already dropped 7% this month after dropping 12 in April. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just more of um, more indication that um, there's uh, approaching that 20% seller's market, which is uh, obviously a much healthier place than the 40%. Um, but really what we're targeting is a balanced market, right? And, and um, we're definitely in that direction. Um, it'll be interesting to see if it stays there I think it'll. I think we're going to see a little bit of a correction and then a comeback, but mm-hmm. um, we're not there yet. And then that time for for that to happen is going to be much longer than the three months. But um, let's just focus on the on what we think is the imminent future here. Yeah, I think at that pace, it could absolutely hit that uh, high end of a balanced market by summer. Yeah, I exactly. think that's very reasonable. And you got to think we haven't been in a sustained balanced market dating back to September of 2019. Wow. And that was the end of it, right? It yep. started in uh, about June of 2018 and lasted mm-hmm. one year in a right. balanced market. And then it went up since then. Uh, but yeah, I think very possible that we're going to see um, a balanced market by, by summer. I think leading into that as well, like obviously last year, the 2020, the pandemic year was, um, it kind of blew out any type of typical real estate cycle that we're used to seeing, right? Where the spring market was just devastated, of course, because we were shut down. And then when things opened up, it was summer, essentially, or things loosened up, um, which is typically slow. But then there was all this sort of pent-up buyer demand, which turned into these low interest rates, which turned into all this QE and excess funds sloshing around. And that just made fall and then winter, also normally slow, extremely robust. Yeah. Um, and I guess what I'm alluding to here is it's starting to feel like we're coming back into a bit more of a typical cycle year for real estate sales, meaning right now spring is expectedly high with uh, activity levels. Um, But by this summer, especially with people likely being able to travel a lot more than last year, uh, I think real estate's not going to be top of mind like it was last year. Yeah. And and then when you've got, you know, you've got five-year fixed rates from banks that are on the move, they're they're increasing, right? So the appeal um, isn't what it was for, from a lending perspective. And we know that that's going to change in the coming years as well. Um, We know there's inflation in the economy right now. So, you know, 
the ratcheting up of interest rates in the next years at some point was going to take place, right? So I think, you know, people's, maybe their focus is starting to change. Also, I think on the imminent, you know, future being this, this particular summer, man, I think a lot of people have been, you know, cooped up in their homes and they're excited to try and do something different, right? And I really think there's going to be a focus. I think tourism is going to explode. And I think, um, you know, once you've got your second dose of your vaccine here, I think, you know, traveling down to the States is going to happen. So I think you'll start to see other parts of the economy really perk up. Um, You know, all of that hopefully leading towards some more of a balanced uh, economy, right? Correct. Okay. So let's look at, let's do a quick sort of summary here. Activity levels going down, uh, listings going up, inventory going up, time on market growing, uh, uh, sales to active listings ratio dropping quickly. All those are strong indicators that prices are going to go down. And not only are they going to go down, but they have started to. Uh, in the first two weeks of May, we have seen a pretty significant drop in both median and average prices. And, and these drops are probably the most significant that we've seen in 20 months, right? 20 months of a bull run, the odd little up and down here. And yes, of course, May of last, sorry, April of last year was, uh, uh, was devastated. So we're going to call that kind of a wash. Mm. But to get into brass tacks here, the median price just so far, the first two weeks of May has already dropped 6% off of what it was last month. That's $53,000 reduction so Oof. far. Right in uh, in in April, it was nine hundred twenty one thousand dollars was your median. That's already dropped to eight hundred sixty eight hundred thousand. Excuse me. Yeah. So and 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 you mentioned earlier um, in the conversation that in that balance market, the price grew twenty two thousand dollars over the course of a year. Is that uh, what? that was very close. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're looking here at a price swing of fifty three thousand dollars in a month. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like overheating. Right. For it sounds sure. like a correction to me. Right. Now, now the HPI is a slower mover. And I think we, we both agree here, Ryan, that HPI will likely be up next month because it is a bit of a lagger. But uh, again, we want to give you as timely of information as possible. And that's why looking at median and average is giving us a story that's worth talking about. Yeah, it, it, it's not going to. It's changing the narrative a bit. Right. Uh, not a bit, it is changing the narrative. And the other thing to look at too, when you look at that medium price drop of about 6%, it's concurrent with every other percentage change that we're seeing in activity levels, um, that we're seeing sort of in, in listing amounts and in inventory growing. It's all in line with the rest of those movers, right? So um, it's consistent, which lends me to believe that um, you know this is the path that we're going to see for the next little bit. Yes, agreed. And um, let's reference then, let's give some data here regarding the average price point. Average prices in the first two weeks of May are off 3.5%, down about $41,000 from the beginning of the month. So it's more of the same. It's more of the same, right? Your your average (laughs) home was a million two thirteen at the beginning of this month. Uh, Right now, that average has dropped to $1,172,000. Which is the first real drop since this whole thing started. That's it. Right. Yeah. So let's be a bit clear here too, though. Does that mean that your average five hundred thousand dollar condo is going down six grand this month? No. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And we, we, <laughs> it's very important to break this down. I think uh, you know, kind of by property type, because what we've really seen is the 
detached market was the first thing to kind of get uh, superheated during the uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Then I think a lot of people got priced out or just kind of offer fatigue on that uh, asset class and moved down into townhomes. Yep. That got overheated. And now we see a lot of the activity in condos and sort of that sub 700, 800K price point. Yeah, it, it's reminiscent of of the single family marketplace, just in a different marketplace, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, um, and largely driven by uh, the other thing to remember too is, you know, you're looking at your two million plus properties. The buyer pools for two million plus properties are much smaller than the buyer pools for five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar properties, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, you know, whether or not the heat was always there. Um, or if it's moved into that sector now, uh, you know, it's always going to be a bit more competitive just because it's more affordable, right? So you got to take that into, into account as well. Um, but, you know, the last few that um, I've been dealing with uh, at that price point, you know, we've seen between four and eight offers on the properties, right? And selling over the, over the list price. Yeah, exactly. I think... Um there's a few other things that are going on right now that we haven't seen in even a month, let alone 10 months. Uh, for example, we just got a, a bully offer accepted today. <laughs> there is no <laughs> yeah. way you're getting a bully offer accepted even a month ago. No yeah. way. No way. That's right. And uh, we were able to put one of those together just today. And, uh, you know, like we've been talking about for a bit here and you're, you may be hearing elsewhere is that uh, the bidding wars are nowhere near what they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is continuing to shrink. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, there's all these other indicators that prices are going to go down. But uh, I think actually one more thing I want to tie into the, this, the price drop we were just discussing is, yeah, we're seeing a lot more activity at a lower price point than we've had over months, right? So that naturally pulls down median and, and average prices. Correct. Um, and yes, while that sort of condo sub 700K seems to be the most active right now, even that is spotty. And what I mean by that is we are getting deals done under ask right now, meaning, mm-hmm. you know, people are selling for less than their list price and, and that's going to help pull the, the averages down. So I guess, you know, well, I, I'm assuming a lot of the listeners here or viewers are thinking to themselves, so what does this mean for me? Right. Yeah. You know, if I'm a buyer, what does this mean for me? If I'm a seller, what does this mean for me? Right. Because life is still going to happen and you still need to buy or you still need to sell your property. So, or you're an investor and you're trying to time the market here, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I think there's some some things for us to consider, right? So maybe let's take the perspective of a buyer right now, right? If I have, if I'm not selling a property and I'm say I'm entering the market for the first time here, Dan, is this a good time for me to get into the market? I I am advising my clients right now that if they do not have a time pressure and they are looking to get in this year, I'm advising to start shopping a lot more serious around summertime. I would hold back for a couple months right now. And that's uh, in line with what I've been telling my, my buyers as well. The ones that are not selling property to get into property. I mean, when you're selling out of an asset and moving into, maybe you're moving up or you're moving across, whatever it is, or even moving or downsizing. Um, you know, Downsizing, for example, might you have to buy at some point here, right? So uh, if you're downsizing now, um, you know, before we move into the sellers, but I mean, I guess we can do that. If you're a seller, you know, I would be seriously um, reasonable with your list price now, um, understanding that 
the potential for it to go for, you know, even over the list price isn't necessarily going to happen anymore, right? Um, I recently sold my condo and that was the case, right? So, um, I, you know, and, and, and especially if you're a single family uh, seller here, um, you really got to think about what's, what's on the market right now and where your list price is. Um, for the right homes, we're still seeing a ton of action. We're still seeing a lot of interest. Um, but for your average Vancouver home, um, you got to get really realistic because the inventory levels are, are definitely on the higher side now. And you're going to be competing for the next sale, not the next highest sale. Yeah, I think it's it's very important for us to be a little bit more specific and clear here too. Look, everyone's going to have their unique uh, scenarios. And of course, if you come to us as a buyer and you're looking to buy a detached home in Kitsilano today, our strategy and advice is going to be very different than if you're trying to buy a one-bed condo in the downtown area. Correct. Right. So when we're saying, yeah, the average person we're telling to maybe wait till summer, it's very case specific. So, you yeah. know, don't, don't take everything we say to mean that that's what's right for you. And obviously we're happy to have a conversation to dial into your specific circumstances, but as a whole and for the average buyer, that's uh, been a more common conversation we've been having lately. Well, yeah. And I mean, if you, and it just speaks to the narrative of the marketplace, generally speaking, right? I mean, if you had that option, you would wait. You know, if you're renting month to month and you want to, wanting to buy and move into your first condo, buy in June or July. You know, might be a really good time to actually pick up a bit of a deal, right? Um, yeah, and not compete and be able to do it with subjects and be totally. protected and, and do it with a bit of sanity and maybe even some fun here, you know? Yeah, yeah. And enjoy the touring patios and stuff like that in the summer. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, for, for sellers too, and, and we are seeing this all over the place, do not expect to get March numbers. It's yeah. gone. They're gone, right? We're seeing all these people. They are listing at what they think is an aggressive price. They're holding offers. They're either getting none or they're not getting the number that they want. And then they up the price the next week. And it <laughs> it's just not the, the way it's going. <laughs> the optics are horrible. It's not, yeah. yeah, Ryan's right. It's not the way it's going. And you're going to sit for a long time. Yeah. Um, in a market that is changing fast, and again, it's all going to be case by case, but generally speaking, if you're listing a home now, you're going to want to list ahead of the market and yeah. not expect a blowout because you know we've been through enough cycles in this industry to know that if you price above market or again, hold and, and not do it correctly and not sell on that first week, you're going to sit. Yeah. Uh, you're talking down like the, the price curve that we're talking about right now is, is cresting, right? And, and it's starting to come down. So when it's starting to come down, if you price yourself above where, where the, the trajectory is headed, you're just going to sit on the market, right? And that's exactly what Dan's saying. You got to price yourself ahead of that market curve. And that's how you'll get a, a decent sale number. Because, you know, even to date, you know, there's still been a, a huge rise in value so far right? But you don't want to sit on the market forever trying to actually realize that value knowing now that you've passed your opportunity, right? So even if it means you got to take a one or 2% hit on what you thought you would get, um, you know, you're still going to capitalize on that gain. Agreed. And now more than ever, and especially moving forward as prices drop, um, make sure that if you do have to list your home, that you're working with agents or a team that are going to actually work hard and really market that home because the days of your, uh, you know, simple 20, 30 photos on MLS and it's selling in a week, those days are quickly getting behind us. Yeah. And so to achieve a really, really good price and a good time frame for the sale of your home, uh, you need it to stand out and you want to talk to agents that are doing above average marketing for your property. 
Right. Or those that can find, um, you know, we've just done a, uh, put an off market deal together. Right. And again, that's not something you typically see in a seller's market. Uh, off market deals are normally in a balanced or in a buyer's market where, you know, um, it's advantageous for the seller not to have to market the property. Um, but that comes down to skillful networking, um, uh, you know, tracking, all that kind of stuff. And that comes from um, a good skill set. And that's where we're headed right now. So to get those good deals, yeah, you really want to be working with a professional who's been through these cycles. That's it. So that kind of wraps up what we had to say to you guys today. Um, things are changing quick. You know, you're hearing it here probably for some of the first time uh, of the cycle. Prices are dropping and look to drop uh, quicker in the upcoming months. This is, of course, barring any outside uh, circumstances that are far out of anybody's control. But uh, we're going to keep you up to date. We're going to keep you well informed. And thanks as always for watching and listening. See you guys next week. That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast. For more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads, investment opportunities, current market info, and homes for sale, you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about Vancouver real estate.